from the Virtual Summit, the Core presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Marjorie Adam and Patrick Storch. Today's topic, how to manage a team remotely. So we are super excited. Thank you guys for coming today. So how to manage a team remotely. Um, What a year 2020 has been. I don't know about you guys. Um, Some of you kind of left the office briefly. COVID was just a whisper and disappeared. Some of you, like me, have not gone back to work. I'm actually not sitting on my couch. I am at the core. Otherwise, I'd be on my couch. Our office has been closed since March. Um, So the title of the class is How to Manage Your Team Remotely. But here's what I want you to focus on. I don't want you to get too tied in just in the remote part, right, because some of you aren't as remote. This is still very relevant information. The tactics we're going to share with you are the same in person or over Zoom. It's obviously easier in person. You're more in a relationship with your team, right? It's easier in person. But don't focus too much on the remotely part. Um, it really should be called how to get back to the basics of managing your team. That's really this class with a whole bunch of Zoom because of the reality we're in right now. So when you guys have questions, please type them into the chat. We will go through, make sure we answer your questions. We will also be recording everything. So if there are more questions and people want to talk more, we'll be able to continue this discussion. So I'm pretty excited. This is my first time teaching with Patrick. Let me tell you about him. He's kind of like my brother from another mother in many ways because we have a lot of similarities. He's been in business for 26 years. Um, I have not managed two mortgage companies, so that's certainly different. I don't do that. Um, He's been married for 25 years, as have I been. He's got two children. I do as well. Now, both of his kids work with him. Mine aren't quite there yet. My brother works with me. I will be bringing Lucas in. He says he's going to go into the major leagues for a couple years, and then he'll come over and take my over my team, which is awesome. Um, he said he paid me like five bucks. That's great. Um, but fun fact. So this I was most excited about. I kind of like to find some quirky little thing um, about the person I teach with, and this is the best, right? So Patrick wanted to be a WWF manager. Right. And so I was like, we got to call him what Patrick the chair storch. Um, I think that's so cool. Like, I love a fun fact about someone that you don't know about them. So that was awesome. Um, And I want to let you know. So he's been in the core for six years. He's been a coach for about a year, a little over a year. Um, and I'm super, super honored um, to, to be able to teach with you today. So, Patrick, thank you. Tell us a little bit about what your experience has been working from home. Awesome. Well, first, I'm going to say thank you, Marjorie. I appreciate that. And yes, it is true. One of my best friends was a WWF wrestler, and I wanted to be a manager. I actually told my dad I was going to quit everything and become a wrestling manager. Um, I got in the ring one time, um, and it was really, really cool, but that's not for me. It didn't work out. So, but it was fun for sure. So I did have two mentors in my life, and one of them was my dad. And uh, my dad taught me how to work really, really, really hard, okay? But I joined the core, and Rick Ruby taught me how to work smart, and that was a game changer for me. So this class is working remotely, and you guys, you're hearing firsthand from someone who has led a team while getting coronavirus and being in the hospital. It was a rough three weeks, but not just for me, because my entire team, 12 of us, had coronavirus. Incredible. Shut the the office down. We all were working from home, just back and forth, helping each other. Rough time, but during that time, record month, 52 closings for myself, over 200 leads, and my team rocked it. Big time. So I'm super, super stoked about this class because I know how to run a team remotely. So, Marjorie, I'm honored to be coaching with you, young lady. Marjorie's from Virginia, Realtor at Nest Realty Group, and she leads an amazing, small, super efficient team. And she is super efficient. She's been married 25 years. Two kids, and I've got a fun fact about Marjorie. Marjorie actually lived in her car for two 
years after college while traveling the country. Yep, deadhead at heart, and still a deadhead, I think. <laughs> so, um, Marjorie's 11 years in the Corps, six years as a coach, and she may or may not know this, but I have looked up to her over the years, and I have actually been to Marjorie's classes at the summit because I would go to real estate classes, and I'd learn all I can, guys, and then I'd take it back to my real estate partners. So cool, right? Going all the mortgage classes, but go to some real realtor classes and bring that back and share with your team. So good stuff there. Marjorie, talk to us. You're still at home. How's that going? Well, I mean, obviously it's been a tough transition. So March 11th, I know is the date I went home because my call log at the office has been blank since March 11th. Um, we have all been working out of different homes. It has been um, an experience. So what I will tell you is the biggest differential for us this year is it's been way harder to maintain relationships, right? So relationship with the team, the cohesiveness, because we're not all sitting together. We're not all one office apart. Um, really trying to figure out how to make this client experiences good when mm -hmm. we can't them and be with them, and really the biggest key being the team, right? How am I going to keep this really strong relationship going when I don't get to sit with them, right? When our in-person meeting is outside six feet apart once a week. So really the key is um, we got to be the best we can be and maintain the relationship as strongly as we can, even if we're at home. So Absolutely. I want us to get right into the meat of this, though. I want us to get started. So I think for you to manage your team most effectively, you have to really have your time management, right, and your daily team meetings set. So, Patrick, you're going to start us off, right, yes. on how you really have a great team meeting. Absolutely. So, the first thing, the main challenges from working from home have been the lack of supervision is number one, okay? Social isolation, number two. And distractions at home. I mean, there's always distractions at home. So you have to be able to manage these uh, these challenges. Now, again, my team, I'm, I mean, fortunately, through, you know, all of this, they have been amazing. Now, pre-pandemic, no way would I let anybody work from home because I couldn't work from home. I was socially distracted, you know, running around. What am I going to do this? So I thought that my team would be the same way. And guess what? Not the case. Rise to the occasion, and they have been amazing with that. Now, whether you're working remotely or at the office, all meetings we do now on Zoom. Next office over, it's Zoom. So it's just like everybody is working from home. So big things that we need to do is all teammates must get up and get ready for the day, right? Okay, you just can't roll out of bed and jump onto the computer. You need to make your bed. You need to get dressed. Get dressed for the job that you want, not for the job that you have. Thank you for that saying, Jim Reed. I love that. So keep that in mind. Now, camera's always on. If I have teammates that don't have their camera on, got to have your camera on. I want to see what's going on. You have to be engaged. I want, whether you're working on the kitchen table you know, I want everything nice, clean, okay? You have to minimize any distractions around you. Now, a big game changer is change your team's mindset. we got to get out of this fixed mindset, doing the same thing over and over, and we got to get in a growth mindset, okay? We have to grow and think outside the box. Now, it's very important that you keep regular business hours. 8.30 to 5.30 is ours. Whether you're at home or in the office, we're done. 5.30, let's get out of here. Make sure everybody's taking regular lunch breaks. Walk around the block. If you have a dog at home, go walk the dog for 15 minutes. It's okay. You're going to take breaks here. Take breaks at home. Why not? Now, team meetings, few tactics. Big tactics. Now, preparation. For these team meetings, you've got to be prepared. Marjorie and I just didn't jump on this call. We've had several calls and we've prepared for this call. So 
Having an agenda is key, period. And I learned this from Todd Scrimma. You have to have an agenda for every single meeting that you have. If it's a daily meeting or a realtor meeting, have that meeting. When you're on that meeting, doesn't matter if you're sick or not feeling good, upbeat, focused, and ready for that meeting. You're the leader. You have got to lead your team. Use big rocks. It's a great form to keep everything in line for your meetings. And ask your team for input. Very, very important to involve your team in these meetings. And there's something that we do is we start on time and we end on time. There's one thing in the core. We're not live right now, but if we were live at the summit, you are not late walking in that room, right? You don't want to catch the wrath of Rick Ruby for that. So now when managing the team from home, you have to have structured daily check-ins. You got to be structured. You have to check on your team Let them know you care, okay? Morning, lunch, dinner at the end of the day, check in with them. Make sure everything's going okay. Now, our team meetings, structured, every single one of them. On Mondays, I love this, we do acts of awesomeness. How was your weekend? You've got to get in with your team and find out how was their weekend. We go over surveys, give some shout outs. And quite frankly, if there's not some good surveys, hey, we're going to mention those two. Now, we always, always end Monday with what are you grateful for? That has been a game changer for me. Thank you, JJ Mazo. Guys, everything I've learned here is in the core from all of these coaches, okay? I have cried on the call with some of the things that are said about grateful. I will never not do that exercise again. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, pipeline meetings. We ask five questions in a pipeline meeting. What's the closing date? Make sure everybody knows the closing date. Is it submitted? Is it approved? Is it clear to close? And has the CD gone out? That's it. And if there's any problems on the file, we do an off call. We want to be effective meetings to the point. So two more that we do, lead tracker. Now everyone does a lead tracker meeting, right? We do a lead tracker meeting twice a day. One in the morning, what are the leads we have to call? And one in the afternoon, what all and what didn't we get to? Very important. You don't want things to roll over if you don't have to, quite frankly. Okay? And then Fridays are just a fun day. It's a weekend review. It's called Rockstar Shoutouts. Any team member that hit metrics, we praise, praise, praise them. Uh, you know, we all work hard during the week. I learned you work hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know what? Have fun with your team. Break bread. Give some good shoutouts. And then, um, you know, the last thing that I want to say is plan your work. And work your plan. Works every time. So those are our team meetings and kind of how I do my time management, and it works. So, Margie, what are you doing? All right. So, one, I wanted to really stress something that you said. So I, I've been taking tons of notes. I'm writing all over. <laughs> I love teaching these classes because I'm like, Ooh, that's genius. I got to do that. So the lead tracker twice a day. I don't know if anyone else really paid attention to that. But a lead tracker twice a day I love because here's the problem. We all tend to go, oh, call Kate, call Starling, call Mike, call Jamie. Um, has anyone been, you know, done this? And did you talk to Patrick? And we move on, right? And then it's what? A week later, two days later, we say, oh, oops, did we do that? So I wrote down, and I'm absolutely going to incorporate into ours the two times a day following up on those leads, right? The lead tracker twice a day is genius. I think that's incredible. We had a couple questions. Um, So, Patrick, a couple questions for you. Um, Mike asked, did you, when you all had to go remote, and I'll answer for us, too, did you buy everyone a laptop or pay for a cell phone, or how did you do that since they all had to go remote? You know, um, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but right before the pandemic, I bought all new office phones, and I went to VoIP, VoiceOver, and guess what? 
You take your phone that's on your desk, you take it home, you plug it in the wall, and it's just as if you were at the office. Simple as that. So it was just the timing couldn't be better when it comes to that. Now, yes, everyone took their desktops and took them home. If you didn't have a desktop, I bought you a laptop. If you needed an earpiece, I bought you an earpiece. What did you need? Did you need paper? Anything. You need a printer? Go to Best Buy and buy. So you have to set your team up 100%. Agreed. We did the same thing. Um, we either, they all took their desktops to use desktops. Otherwise, if they didn't use de- desktops, they already had laptops. Um, they are using their cell phones. That hasn't increased in cost, or I would have offset their cell phone bills. But, yes, you know, get paper from the office, office supplies you would have used at the office they've been taking home. Um, so we do that as well. Another question someone asked is, how long are your meetings? How long are your meetings? So that's a great question. I try to limit my meetings for 30 minutes. Okay. Okay. Now, my pipeline meetings, sometimes they go more, and I have 50 loans going on, and then I have three other loan officers. Sometimes it gets a little daunting. That's why I want to know five things, and if there's a problem, I don't want to know about Betty Sue just lost her job and how are we going to do this. I just reach out. It's all call. We just call. That's it. Flag, file, whatever you want to do. When the call's over with, get with the processor and figure it out. So okay. try to be 30 minutes on our calls. All right, and I'll get into kind of some of ours and how they're structured too. And then Kate had a question. She said, hey, she's dealing with a mindset issue. So one of her team members, a little more negative, trying to figure out how to make, how to make that team member more positive. What would you tell Kate? Well, I think you might need to find out, and actually later on in the presentation, I'll go into that a little bit, but yet I think you need to find out what the issues are with that team. Okay, maybe there's some underlying issues that you, as a leader, that can help fix that with them. Because like I said, this social isolation thing, you know, me and my processor, we've gotten some knockdown, drag out fights, okay, on some issues, and then come to find out, she's emailing me going, you know what? I'm very irritable. I'm working in my laundry room eight hours a day. Okay. She goes, I think that might have something to do with what's going on in my head. And she apologized. I still sent flowers because I was sorry. Okay. So I will tell you, I find, um, so Rick's big takeaway on that is that everything starts with leadership, right? So negativity. So we got to look at us first. So I never like to think I'm a pretty positive person, but honestly, for me, one of the things I can tell you is um, I would have a sit down with her and say, listen, um, I know it's really hard on you guys. If I come in kind of hell on wheels and hair on fire and stressed out, I've got a lot going on. So if I kind of bring that in, I know that it tampers the mood of everyone. So just know your energy, I feed on it too. So when you come in and if you're super negative in anything, everything, it totally, I, I absorb that. So I want us to talk about it. I want us to come up with strategies. Um, so maybe it's a fun song that we start the day with. I'm big on the 80s on 8s. But, like, if we've got a song, right, like, that we can play if there's a motivational quote from a book, if we want to watch one of those um, snippets from, like, Rick does that get me all fired up, we got to figure out what's going to fire them up. But we also have to keep stressing your negativity just eats at me, right, and crushes my desire to live, basically. Mm-hmm. So I need you to work on it. we got to come up with ways to kind of feed that to them and be really clear because at some point that negative energy just sucks it all out of everybody. Yeah. So, you know, coming up with strategies but having frank discussions I think are super important that. Um, Then another one more question that we had that I wanted to, uh, I think is a really good one. So when you're doing your lead tracker meetings, we're now remote in many cases. Are yours electronic or are they still and paper? Uh, what, are your, what does that look like? Great, great, great question. We switched to, it's called Google Docs, I yep. believe is what yep. it is. And I can actually watch when someone's typing out a lead, okay? Everything is color-coordinated. And we don't have a, uh, like, it's assigned to one individual. We have a round robin, okay? Now, with me getting 200 leads, I have five teammates is what I have. I have four LP1s that are working on those leads constantly. Speed the lead. There's notes. There's notes for me. There's notes for everybody in there. 
and there's we have a lot of boxes that we send out lottery tickets, you know, that we send out the the welcome packet. So everybody knows and I can literally watch and I'm not that I don't understand all that Microsoft stuff, but I think it's pretty cool when I'm watching somebody typing and I'm like doing it too and I can type right next to them. I don't know how it happens, but don't it's the greatest thing. Probably the less that we touch it, the better. I ruin everything. People are like, you understand you were not supposed to edit that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, we do that, too. We still do put it in our Blue Beast as well, though, so I do have it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bethany sends it to me. But I think that's a huge key is here's the thing, guys. Like, you could hear from Patrick. Here's what Patrick does, and I can tell you what I do. But, ultimately, you've got to work out the system that works for your team. Right. If we, if well, I'm looking at Starling, hi Starling, but I'm looking at Starling, and if I say Starling, you need to put your whole team on Google Docs, and they all are like, oh, you know, it's got to work within the system that you will use. Yeah. So, so sure. Google Doc, I think it can be, you know, look, you can the you can upload your lead tracker that you share. There's so many things that you can do, um, but use it in a way that your team and you will adopt it, and that you will use it too, right? Because then they're not fighting you the whole time. Like my team's big on Dropbox, honestly. I've never been there. I'm not sure it's on my computer. They were never able to say to me, go to Dropbox and find this. That's funny. Uh, ain't going to happen, right? So we got to use systems that you all are going to use and that you as the leader will follow. Yeah. And the uh, tracker being automated like that, for me, when I make my top 40 realtor calls on Monday, oh, my God, I learned that all you have to do is hit, I think it's Control-F, and I type in Marjorie Adam, and then all of Marjorie Adam's needs come up. Hello. Now I can go over all the leads with Marjorie from each and every month. Hey, what about this client? Hey, what about that client? So that's been a game changer. If anyone needs, and you know, you're more than welcome to email me, concierge, and I'll share everything that me and my team do with you as well. All right, I'm going to share a couple of things too, and I see a couple of questions. I'm not going to ignore them, but they are part of what I'm about to talk about in terms of for us and I'm working remotely since. I'm never apparently ever going back to the office again. Um, it will never open. <laughs> Me and my couch are going to be friends till the end of the time. So um, I can tell you, I think that some of the questions coming in that I think are really important are understanding the dynamics now that everyone's schedules have changed, right? And this is some of the questions that, that I'm seeing. So the reality is, I now have team members that have two-year-olds and I have team members whose kids are working, you know, are at school and they have to virtually help them in the morning and they can't just be to the two-year-old, you got this, right? I have to go to work. So I've had to move some schedules around, right? So some people are starting to work a little earlier. Some people are working a little later. Some of them have to be more involved with their kids, right? So their unavailability is something you've got to figure out. So I've moved team meeting time. I have some people working till later in the evening and starting later in the morning. And it's just reality. Because let's face it, if you've got little kids and they've got to be home, you have to say, what am I going to say? You know, they're not important. You'll just figure it out. Don't worry about the outlets. Like, just put them in a crate. I mean, what are you going to do? So you're going to have to be flexible for these team members that are stellar rock stars, right? So there are going to be times that are not ideal, right? So ideally, we all go back to the office soon, but if we can't, I've got to be flexible. So, yes, you're starting earlier, which actually has worked out great. Having a team member starting earlier is perfect because when I roll, when I come in, a lot of things have already been dealt with, and I'm keyed up for my day because they started about half an hour earlier than me. has worked great, right? But, look, your team is your lifeblood. I could not do this without my team. So having to show a little flexibility and respect because of their kids um, or because of whatever they're facing is key. And I will tell you this, my flexibility has become I am so willing to work with them that I literally can pop into email at like 730 and Brittany, who stops work at 5, is still working, right? She starts earlier. She will work later because I'm more flexible when she needs to help her kids during the day. So it's a blessing Someone else asked, like, how do I track to make sure they're working the hours? Listen, there are people, look, there's some systems and things that you can use that absolutely you can, and I don't know if it's like Microsoft Team, but there are programs if you're that worried about the minutes they're working. But that to me becomes a little bit of a different issue because if I have to worry, did they really work their eight hours today? I'm worried they're cheating me on time. We've probably got some deeper issues. We've got some things that we need to figure out because, they're working more, honestly, than less with the flexible time because they're so appreciative. If you really think, hey, they're cheating me out of time and they're not really working, um, 
then I think we've got some underlying issues with some people we need to work on. So I just want to stress that. Look, it's not ideal for us. I'm a high D. I'm pretty nice, but I'm very like, let's go. So yeah. for me to have to kind of smile and say, sure, we'll start a little later has been rough, but necessary. Right. So I wanted to make sure I share that. And a couple other things for these team meetings. Um, you've got to be engaged. You've got to be encouraging. You've got to ask them more questions. I am forever guilty of, I'm not kidding. It's like blue jeans starts and I'm like, okay, let's talk about the leads, right? Like, you know, I got to be like, rein it in. How are you doing? You know, what's yeah. happening? We got to be encouraging. Thank you so much. We got to be more appreciative, right? Ask them more questions. Um, and then have them lead their parts of the meeting. So for my team meetings, I lead my part. Brittany then talks about contract close details. Bethany is all about upcoming listings and status. Jacques is talking about marketing and, and anything we need to know. So I don't lead the meeting. Each of them lead their parts of the meeting. Keeps them engaged, right, and keeps them really having to be in charge of their parts and not letting me take them over. So, so guys, right there, that is brilliant, Okay. Let your team lead some meetings, okay? You sometimes are biting your teeth and everything, but it empowers them, okay? So the days that you may not be there, our meetings are still going on, and I am letting my teammates run the meeting. And that's what it has to be. Empower your team. All right. So I want to get into as well a couple tactics. Some of these, these are simple but important. So I'm going to share and go back over some time management tactics with you guys. And, again, some of them are sort of, like, boring, right? Like, come on, but you're not doing them, so we're going to cover them because they're simple. So, some things. Like, if I could pull all of you, right, if you all could raise your hand, it would be like, nope, not doing that totally. So, let's go back to some basics, okay? So, even though you're home, even though you're remote, your schedule, right, has to be printed and available to you. Can't just be on your phone because I will tell you in this um, being at home nightmare, people will be like, hey, you're on your phone call, right? Oh, no, no. Oh, that was a suggestion. No, no. They're waiting to hear from you, right? So if I don't print my schedule, I'm a mess. So printing my schedule, my team has to go through the top three things we must accomplish today, the top three goals of today. So I have to get this done, this done, and this done. Everything else is behind it. Because right now it's like hair on fire, everybody's crazy, nobody's sane, everyone is sane, right? It's difficult, right? So what are their top three things that have to happen first? Um, they have to print me my call lists. Has to happen. Has to. So yes, they do bring them to me, or they send them to me and I print them. But otherwise, I conveniently might not make my calls, right? So I need to have those done. I have to follow my time block calendar with reminders. I'll tell you, I get themed constantly because mm-hmm. they know me, right? I'm home. So I'm just being honest. I'm a little less efficient. Uh, sometimes I'm like, I should go read that patch in the yard because I'm staring at it, right? Because I'm home. So they will ping me. So they'll send me a little email. just want to remind you, you have this call. And then I'll get a little text. Hey, girl, you got a call. And then I'll get another one. You better tell me you're on this call, right? So <laughs> you still got to be prodded. It's true. Because I'll be like, I'm on the call now, right? So you've got to be managed still, right, from wherever they are and you are. And they got to know you and what you're not good at, especially without them sitting on you. So you've got to keep yourself organized. And here is the key. Life happens with a babysitter. Your RP1 has to be your babysitter. I need, like, five – there's only three people. I need five babysitters because I'm the king of squirrels, right? I'm the queen of girls. I'll be the queen of squirrels. I am ping, 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 and if I don't have my babysitter managing me and making sure I do what I'm supposed to do, it just don't happen, right? Like, I'm like, ooh, I prefer to check the graphics on the today's little garbage that i got to send out, right? So you must have a babysitter. They bring me my cards. They make me do my cards. It's harder to hand me chocolate when you're not sitting next to me, which is a great way to get me to do things. Um, but you've got to make me do that. Cheetos, right? Cheetos. Cheetos and chocolate. Yes. And look, do you think I'm kidding? <laughs> there are cheese pops. There we go. This is not a small container. This is what has gotten me through COVID is my cheese balls. So um, I'm not joking. I have another bag in my car. I drove it down from Charlottesville. So let's just um, – so look – 
I don't care if it's just you right now or your team is 20 people right now. You must have a babysitter. So if you leave this class, I would say, honestly, so far, leave Tracker twice a day and get a babysitter is the key to kind of continuing. But, Patrick, tell us a couple different things maybe that you might do. I mean, as far as the time management, it took me a long time and a long time to find somebody, but babysitter, my God, my goodness, Kara, on her desk, her number one job is to babysit Patrick, okay? And I need it just like you. Now, the other thing is my team lead, Michelle. She's been with me. We've been transitioning into this, and Michelle handles 95% of everything, okay? 95% of everything goes to Michelle, and then I step in if Michelle needs me. So time management, that's just been those two things, same as you, Marjorie. It's been a game changer for me. Yes, we do the power hours and, you know, now calendars too, you know, you got to stick to your calendars, okay? You're not allowed to take things off your calendar. You can move them, but don't take them off your calendar. No canceling anything. You have to move it somewhere else. Excellent. And here's a question I think that would be perfect for you. So Brenda, who I love, Brenda's one of my favorite people. I dragged her through Harry Potter world. She <laughs> definitely did not know what she was getting into at a summit. She and Robin Labaston, both poor things. They rode more roller coasters than they ever wanted to. But she wants to know, if you have a new LP or MLA trainee on the team, how can we get them involved to feel get engaged and have them help train on these team meetings? Oh, gosh. Well, um, honestly, what we said before, and that's getting them engaged in the meetings. Now, it was really, really hard for me for years, okay, but I have finally bought into it, and all of my teammates are new, okay? Start at the reception, learn how to answer the phone. They interview everybody in the office, okay? Now, I have several. Now, I've got some criteria, right or wrong. I didn't go to college, barely made it out of high school, okay? But to work with me on my team, you have to have a college degree. It shows commitment. You had professors and you had deadlines, okay? So that right there is very big with me. Now, my newest teammate has been with me 60 days now. I normally wouldn't do this, and Rick would probably yell at me, okay, because you're not supposed to talk to any clients for a while. Last month, in 60 days, start to finish, closed two loans, talking to the borrowers, disclosing, and the loans closed. She's a rock star. Why? Training. Get her involved. Get everybody involved. We're one big team. I don't interview everybody. I'm the last person to interview. Kara, Michelle. Chloe, they'll interview everybody for me and then say, hey, this is a good one. And Michelle the other day said they broke into a meeting and said, you need to get on this Zoom call right now. And I knew what it was. She found the rock star. So so get them involved. Get everybody involved. Big team. All right. So we had a couple other questions. One of them, so Matt, if it's okay for the virtual team building, we're going to answer that a little bit. I'm catering to your team. So I want to make sure I answer that as we talk about that. Then someone said, do you guys have your teams have their own time blocking and calendars? No. So ours are runoff of not only what you need to do today, but we have, even, you know, on Mondays they need to work on this, on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And part of the team meeting, so the old school, I know people have, I'm 190 now, but in the blue beast there is a to-do list, and it's a piece of paper. <laughs> and they use that. They have a notebook, and the to-do list is in the notebook. And on we've already got pre-printed days. On Monday, things they must do. On Tuesday, things they must do. So they start their to-do list for the day with that pre-printed must-have things happen, and then their top rocks, top three things are next, and different tasks that we could move if necessary. So they don't just kind of create their own craziness because you guys can't. We can't do it. Yeah. Not just create our own schedule, right, because it would be like, oh, well, today I don't work. So it has to be created for them. So time blocking is done for them. Um, All right. I want to get a little bit into training and hit a couple nuggets on training. Um, so that we can make sure we're clear on some training tactics. Because I think a lot of people are asking virtually, how do you train and what do you do these things? So um, we're going to go through some things that I'm going to answer some questions. Okay, So training. So ongoing training is vital, must happen. And to me, the biggest thing is the clarity of their top three jobs. 
So whenever we structure training, it has to be what are your top three jobs and make sure, number one, they're clear on it, and number two, that they're very clear on key actions under their top three jobs. So if Brittany is contract to close as her main first job, she better be an expert rock star on contract to close, and that's where I have to focus my training, right? Second thing is how to help the team get more CCRs and PCRs. So if you're applying, so training right away, step back. If you if you can't walk to every one of your team members and say, what are your top three jobs? And if you as that team leader don't feel like they are rock stars in those top three jobs, it's where you got to start. And then second, I need more help getting leads because my team's really small. It's me and three people. Everyone looks at me, look at me, right? And so it gets exhausting. So it's like, look, look at you. So I need to train them on PCRs and CCRs, right, so that they can help bring in leads for the team. So to me, the two most important things, right? We've got to have an agenda. And then, guys, here's a huge one that I think we all get frustrated because we expect our team members to be instant experts, right? Oh, they just – I showed them once. I'm sure I did. It was about two weeks ago. I was running out the door. But they are terrible employees, clearly, because they have not figured this out. So here's something Rick taught us that I have definitely put to use. Mm-hmm. You show them five times. You have them show you five times. Then they do it on their own. You show them five times. They show you five times. Then they do it on their own, right? Because we think, I showed this. I showed you how to do this. How could you? Gosh, you just don't pay attention, right? So let's be clear. Like, to be a really good realtor, well, I think there can be a lot. Not so, but to be a great realtor takes time. It is not a day. It is not a month. It's at least a year, right? And I would say some people, it's never. <laughs> but and it can be five years, right? And to be a great loan officer, I imagine it's not a week. It's a year, it's two years. So why do you expect your team members to master their job by you as you're running out the door with a file going, here's how you list the house, and say, gosh, clearly bad hire. I mean, obviously, I just tested them and everything. I can't figure out why they're so terrible. Come on. It's training, right? So six months to be good at what they do, one year to be an expert. And the biggest key I'll tell you, and then I really kind of want to hand this over to Patrick, is the biggest thing is the why behind the task. The why behind the task. So the biggest key that I think, look, I've not been a great hirer. I am pretty impatient. I'm a high D. I've had to learn from the school's hard knocks. Um, I've hired people I was terrified of. I mean, it's been a journey. Let's just be clear. So, but what I've realized is if I'm training them in even as simple as a task. So the example I'll give you guys is that you have to check every contract for initials and signatures. Seems pretty stupid, right? Initials, four sets, if there's two, you know, two couples, well, why? Right? So if I say you better check, step one is to check all contracts for signatures and initials, always, that they're all there. And if I, they're like, well, that's kind of silly. Okay, why? Why? Well, if you don't, right, and if we miss one and there's competing offers that come in or the seller or the buyer want to get out and the attorney can take a look at our contract, and there's a missing initial, we don't have a ratified contract. So I might get sued. Uh, they're going to be mad. We've got problems. So the seemingly simplest task, right, of checking a contract for initials could be the make or break of something. So that's why it's so important. So do you guys, to go into that level of detail to something as benign seeming and step one of a checklist of why you have to check for initials and signatures? Right? So you guys need to train very clearly on the why behind the task. So, Patrick, give us a little more info on things that you do. So, I mean, our, our training really evolved, well, again, with the four, we train all the time, but yet issues that come. Okay? So, if we have a file that something goes wrong on somebody's file, we learn more about it, right? I mean, we have to. So, that individual now will own that. And in two weeks, every two weeks, they will be training on that. Okay? They will teach us all why so it doesn't happen again. Okay? 25 years, we still find things that I don't know about. I don't know this guideline. I thought I knew everything. But so our training, and, and, and the other thing with the training with the teammates is I don't do the training. I'm in there for them for support, but they do the training. It empowers them, okay, to speak. Some of them, you know, not used to speaking in front of people. So it empowers them to do that. So very, very 
game changer for me is letting my team train. And quite frankly, they're training me because I don't know it. Okay. You know, I'm Googling a lot of stuff and, you know, looking in Fannie Mae books and all this kind of stuff. But when they got, then they own it. Now, when that situation ever rises again, it's go see Zach. Zach knows it. He's the pro with that. So everybody knows a little bit of everything. So training, if you're not doing it every week, you better be doing it every other week. Or if something does pop up, it's like, everyone get on a Zoom call. We just learned this. Let's train. So you've got to do that, too. you got to react quickly on situations like that. Okay. All right. Well, so we have, let's say, about 20 minutes. And I think that I want to make sure that we focus on, I think, something that's super important right now. Um, that we need to make sure we're doing for our teams, and that's really the catering and gifting. So a little bit earlier, everyone said, how do you keep them engaged? How do you keep them? I see some questions. How much do you pay them? So I think Oleg asked that. That's something, Oleg, I'm more than happy to talk to you about. The concern I have with is I'm in Charlottesville, Virginia. Let's say Oleg is in California. Um, the easy answer to me is we go on Indeed, and we look for what is a really good executive assistant paid. Right. What's the going rate in your area? Because honestly, in some parts of the country, could it be thirty five thousand or do you have to pay sixty thousand based on cost of living and where you live? So I'm more than happy to go through that. I'm always just super hesitant because the country's a wide enough variance in that that I answer the question and then you're like, well, I wouldn't get out of bed for that. Or gosh, that's what the highest paid person makes. So. Honestly, I can tell you guys in terms of pay that only one thing I will say is if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys, right? And that's a lesson I was taught a while ago. If you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. So if you really feel like, oh, I really, um, I can get someone that's breathing for $11 and I can get a rock star for $14, I want a rock star, right? So I want you to really think about, sometimes we think, oh, how little can I get someone I want someone that's going to stay with me. Like, my team stays with me long-term. They're never allowed to retire. They're not allowed to move. They're not allowed to have any life changes. It's written into their contract, very small letters. But I need them to stay with me and grow with me, so I need to pay them well. And then leading into what we're going to talk about now, we need to take care of them. So, Patrick, I've been super, super impressed with what you're doing to take care of your team, like, unbelievably. So give them some tactics on catering and really taking care of their teams, especially now. So I love this part because it was difficult for me in the beginning, taking care of people. I'm a high D, okay? I'm just like, get the job done, okay? Now, through the core, Rick's trying to soften me up and being nicer and doing things. So game changer, know your teammates' love languages, okay? So, so important. Their love language is on each and is on their desk. It's it's got a little you know uh, it's a little yes. whatever you call it. It's got a it's on their desk. The top three responsibilities. What is your love language? I need to know how to talk to that individual. Okay, my processor Mandy. If I tell her to do something, she doesn't like that. But if I ask her nicely, she can get it done by eleven thirty. She's like, sure, I'll do that for you. So love languages. Now, once you have your love languages down. Then it's all about gifting, tactical gifting, okay? Here again, Rick Ruby, the E-Trade, what we all did, and I hope you guys all did that. It was daunting. I had 20 employees putting in 20 E-Trade accounts into my bank account and then sending out money to each and every one of them. Brilliant, okay? Brilliant. My teammates were like, hey, I've always wanted to know about the stock market and have been scared. Okay, but now we're taking it one step further. Monthly evaluations. Okay, I bring up my E-Trade account. Got about in that account, I have X amount of dollars in it, and we go over how much I plus and minus. So I'm teaching them to do that. Now, as time goes on, we'll continue to put money into their E-Trade account. So that's been great. Now we celebrate everything. Okay, sometimes people are like, "Stop." Okay, but birthdays. Celebration. When you first get hired here, you have flowers on your desk or whatever. We're doing all about you before you even get hired. So you have gifts on your desk. Okay. Kara, whenever I have a client or, you know, anybody that I want to, the client might say something or like, oh, well, that's really nice. We had a realtor come in the office and she liked this little key thing we had on the desk. We've kind of looked at each other and there was a wink. Boom. Found it on Amazon and it was shipped out immediately. 
So gifting team, but also clients. So even if it's on Zoom, birthday cakes. Now, we've kind of switched a little bit. Everyone has to have their own birthday cake, right? Because when you blow the candle out, you can't now serve a cake. So you get your own birthday cake. Um, so during COVID, we were hand-delivering gifts, baked goods, flowers, alcohol, whatever it is, okay? Take care of your team. Pizza on a Thursday night. Send pizza to the house, okay? Just show your team that you care. Um, Starbucks yesterday, just the other day. Starbucks run. Kara comes, gets my phone, orders. God, it was like $60 worth of Starbucks. I was like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, go get Starbucks. It's okay. Now, something big that we just did, and I could not believe it, but yet I just took my team on an all-expense-paid weekend to the beach. Outdoors, COVID-friendly, everything was outdoors. cost me $30,000. Best money I ever spent. I got to know my team, their, their family, or their, their spouses. So gifting is really big with the team. And then, guys, if you're not doing the Wheel of Fortune, that there has just – I want to get rid of it because we've been doing it for so long, but everyone wants to keep doing it, okay? It is so fun. On a Friday once a month, we have our big team meeting and celebrate, and then we spend the week. And there's anything from sweet treats, mystery gifts, scratch-off tickets. Um, the one they hate is lunch with me. It's funny. It's a joke. Oh, God, i got to go have lunch with you, you know. So, But anyway, we laugh about it. Now, the biggest aha uh-huh that they like, and now that's all everybody wants, is I would cash out of my pocket. And I take $100 bills all around, 20s, 50s, 100s, and we just stay away. Okay, it might be me giving away seven, eight, nine dollars that day, but it is okay. The look on my teammates, and you know what? It's not even like, it's just they deserve it, right? The team deserves it. And you know what? If it's remote, we still do it. I just spin the wheel, and then Kara sends out the gift. So gifting is big. Um, guys, celebrate everything. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate everything. That's what I can tell you about gifting and celebration. So, hey, Brenda has one question, and I think this is a good one, too, and I will give you my answer on it, and then I want to hear yours, Patrick. So what kind of gifts um, on the wheel? And I run out of ideas. So, Brenda, I turn it on the team. So for us, it was like I want to know what they want on the wheel. Right, because what the difference is, it sort of goes back to that love languages. Now, nobody don't like money. Like, I'm ready to go work for Patrick. I also have realized in those last couple years that how could I be so stupid to be a realtor and should have been a lender, right? That's the big takeaway from my time in the court. I chose poorly. Um, but if you're going to be doing the wheel on the gifting wheel, ask your team members, what would you like? Do they want lunches to certain places? Do they want pedicures? Do they want winery certificates? Because remember, it's sort of like, well, I'm a pitch for you, right? So, oh, great, I get, you know, um, a kale salad. A kale's disgusting. <laughs> kale should just, you know, go to the trash. So don't be giving me no kale salad, right? Give me my Cheetos. So ask team members what they want, right? So so make sure you involve them. So it's less you having to decide and more them getting what they want, right? So I will tell you, we do um, – pre-COVID more, but we're going to try to do this little social distance. If we get our goals, we have like the cup of fun. Um, it's very high tech, the cup of fun. But each team member put their ideas in of what they wanted to do. And Starling, you said, hey, what about when you have a small team? I have three people in me. Yeah. So what we did is everyone put their ideas in. Some of them were a little crazy, like it was a skate room, it was bowling. Um, I can bowl, let me tell you. <laughs> But, um, you know, bowling, escape room, pedicures, half a day off, um, certain, like, dinner with families, right? So they all, some person, some people wanted to go, like, hiking and, okay, whatever they wanted to do. And then when we hit our goals, we pull out of the cup, and that's what we do at that point, right? And so it's driven by them, right? Because for me, it would be, like, Harry Potter marathon, Star Wars, lightsaber tag. They'd be like, oh, God, that's true. Oh, right? So you got to kind of pick um, what they want. Now, what tasks does a member have to do to be able to spin the wheel? Great question. Really, it's 
It can be, hey, you know, this is our goal for the month. We're going to spin the wheel. It can be the CCRs. Every CCR that comes in, spin the wheel. Every PCR or contest, who got the most PCRs, who got the most CCRs, whatever. So um, I'm a big fan of more spins, right? Like, I don't want people to feel like, well, gosh, I brought five CCRs this time. Someone else got six, and they got to spin the wheel. For me, it's like every CCR, spin that wheel, spin that wheel. I mean, guys, what's your average commission? What do you make? I make like 14000 per house sale. I can spin the wheel for a CCR, right? So mm-hmm. let's do some more spinning. Um, reviews, right? If we get a great reviewer, they get a great review. They get a thank you card. They get mentioned in something. So really, again, guys, what, what, what acknowledgement do they appreciate? So there's so many ways. Yeah, um, the metrics, I mean, you can, you know, first of all, everybody gets a spin, period. The whole team gets a spin. Then after that, we start hitting metrics. Did you get called out on a survey? Who got the most surveys? Who got called out the most? So then we'll start throwing some things in there like that. And then the final one is called Patrick's pick. Okay? So I pick a teammate, and then they get an extra spend, say something a little nice. But, guys, let me tell you something about my team. I love my teammates. They are my friends. Okay, we are a tight knit team. There's there's a lot of us, but we're tight knit. Okay, and that's how you have to get with your team. And I don't do it for business. I love it. They're my friends. I love coming to work and being with my teammates, whether yeah. it's on Zoom or here in the office. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And look, someone just someone put in here. Um, they've witnessed students. So Derek said, witnessed students that have each of their team members create an Amazon wish list. That's awesome. What a great idea, yep. right? Because I want this book. I like these dog treats, whatever it may be. And if there's an Amazon wish list, that's genius. So it's nice it's job, Derek. It's been unlimited what you can do. Okay. There's, so I will tell you a couple other things I've done. Uh, some time out early, right? Like get out early on Friday if we've hit these goals or it's been a particularly tough week. What we used to do pre-COVID, um, so I'm a big 40% off at Loft Gal. Like, I still like to spend money. Um, I ain't buying no expensive stuff. So, you know, I literally would come in and be like, be on trip. And now my brother less excited. Obviously, he don't care about Loft. So I would get him a gift certificate, funny enough, from Amazon. And we would run and go to Loft, and I'd buy them an outfit because they also really like Loft. Um, Starbucks runs also, hey, everyone, get up, we're going to lunch. Or get up, we're going to coffee. Change the mood, kind of change the dynamic. Um, I just came up with, I've done a lot of bonusing, right, because I think they've just kicked butt this year. And so I came into a meeting one time, and I said, hey, uh, totally lied, by the way. I said, Rick Ruby had this great conversation with the coaches. And what he said to us each is, if you had $2,000, just poof, $2,000 that appeared, in your account, like, what would you do with it? And I'm not sure they fully bought it. I thought I did really well, but they might have suspected. And, um, you know, one person said, oh, what I want more than anything is a Peloton. She's never going to buy it for herself ever. I just got a little kid. And one person said, I, I haven't gotten to go anywhere, so I'd like to go on vacation. And my brother is like, he is maxing out his home theater. I mean, I feel bad for his neighbors because, my God, <laughs> they must watch every movie with them. But he wanted some more home theater equipment. So I bought them all that stuff, right? It was like they have crushed it. Um, and instead of me trying to think, oh, I should buy them, you know, a rug or whatever, I asked them specifically. So have a little fun with it. Uh, you don't have to give them two grand. That was my decision. I've given them little $500 bonuses throughout the pandemic as well. But, you know, you guys decide what your number is. But give them little surprises um, and things that you know that they love and have fun with it, right? So that's another thing that we've done. Um, and let's see, I did see one more question. Yes, a couple people. So this isn't gifting, but an important question I don't want to miss. I think Jonathan and Barry both asked this, um, and a little bit different variation. But hey, when things go back to normal, right? So you you will you have your teams return to the office, or will you continue to let them work from home? And then the offset on that at some point, like, you know, what's that look like? So, Patrick, what will you do? Um, well, um, we've actually established that some teammates will not be coming back to the office, okay? One of my processors, I mean, she's amazing, okay? And college grad, first job, seven years with me now, answered the phone, and is now my number one processor, Okay. Gonna make a lot of money this year too. So I am so happy for her. 
she is much more efficient at home. When she's in this office, all the loan officers, everyone's knocking on the door. Hey, Jen, hey, Jen, we want this, need this. And she's like, Patrick, I just, you know, I'm too great at home. She'll send out emails at 8, 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. I mean, she is just a beast, okay? Um, so certain positions, they're just going to stay back. Now, you know, I just brought back one, or I have not asked, let's put it this way. I haven't asked anybody to come back. And I've been back in the office. Okay. It's totally up. My team lead is still at home and she's running the team. Okay. One of my, my, uh, bilingual, uh, loan partner just came back to the office because she's got kids at home, homeschooling. And I'm like, Hey, Maricela, you just tell me when you're ready to come back. So this has taught me again, different mindset that Beforehand, no way, uh uh-uh, not going to happen. Now, absolutely. It's a lot of trust, and I trust my team. Now, don't don't take advantage of me, anybody, okay? And and we have to obviously watch out for those things, okay? But you have to have a team that you can trust. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And I think, look, situationally, health risks in your area, how big is your team, is it someone that's going to have to be stuck at home longer and then you find out you'll lose them? So I think there can't be a one-size-fits-all answer. No. Um, and a couple other things before we end, I saw... And guys, we shut down three times. I think it's two or three times now we've shut down. We shut down, came back, shut down, came back. So the good thing is, is I don't have to set up everyone's computers anymore because they, like, know how to do it themselves. So. Yeah. Thank you for that, you know. Two things, a couple questions I want to make sure we answer, too. One person, so Brenda asked, did I give money equally to my team members? I did. I have three people, right? So I have a very small team. We're very tight. I, I think it would have been very awkward for someone to go, what do you mean you got 2000 I got 400 If you have a larger team, if it's structured differently, right, how long they've been there, how you choose to do that is your way. I did it this way because it would have been way too complicated and too much, I think, wait a minute, why did it work that way? And I have really a team of support. I'm the salesperson. They're support people, right? So there isn't, it's not like, oh, this person sells this many houses, right, a differentiator. Um, and a couple questions, too. Um, people ask, babysitting remotely. Yes, I am babysat remotely. Mm-hmm. So Bethany comes to my house and drops things off, and then it also makes me give them back or put them in the mail, like I have to take pictures once I've written my cards. Again, I'm a child. I'm a child. Um, so yeah, you can be babysat remotely. Um, there's no doubt about it. It's the same idea, right? Like if they have to go by the offices, I had to get them a printer, whatever it may be. They take the cards home. They print my lists, right? Whatever we can do. So just, you know, yes. Um, so if you're far away, your call list can be given to you on Monday for the week and you either scan them back or take a picture of them to return them. There's all kinds of things you guys can work out. Um, let's see. You can't take it like you're like, I mean, it's business too, guys. Okay. So you have to check on your employees. Okay. Your team or whatever. So you, you it's, it's serious stuff. So, you know, working remotely again is if everyone's doing, I mean, I don't think big, big companies with these 50,000 square foot buildings, I think there's going to be a lot of vacant buildings going forward. Okay, because a lot of more people are going to be staying working from home. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll be very interesting, too. So do I, a question, do we have a camera on? Um, gosh, please don't give them that idea. Nobody reached out to my team and tell them they should watch me. Oh, my yeah. gosh, sorry, hard enough. It's <laughs> a genius idea, but, again, I do check-ins with them. They oh, One thing I didn't say, but I think is really important, end-of-day email. Each team member must send me an end-of-day email with status updates. Um, so that I know what got done, any questions they have that I can answer before we start the next day. Um, You know, and then again, a lot of questions on, you know, people that have people with kids and how do we insist they run around? We've got to be creative, right? So if you have a six-year-old and they got to be in Zoom school, you may need to have them earlier or they bring things end of day for next day. You can figure it out. It's way more complicated, right? It's harder, but you can do it. So, guys – Thank you so much for joining us today. You guys are amazing. I love it. It's hard to see with little boxes on a screen, but I miss you guys so much. Patrick, amazing teaching you. You're so tactical, right? You're so clear on how things get done. Guys, I think we may be going into lunch break. Yeah. Right? Um, Derek, did we get a – so, guys, how did we do? 
If it hasn't popped up yet, I don't know. I can't see it. Yeah, the survey, please do answer All the right. survey. Please let us know how we did. We did a great job. If you took home a few tactics, please give us a five. Let us know. If you need anything afterwards, please reach out to your concierge. I am one big open book, okay? So I will share everything with you because that's how I learned. The core taught me everything. Open book. So anything you guys need, we are here for you. I hope you have a great rest of the summit. It's been an amazing event, and we can't wait to see you in person, hopefully next May. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye now. Have a great lunch. Listening to the Core's Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.thecoretraining.com.